Got depression, anxiety, talk about it with me. Strange brain, same page, safe place. Therapy is great, and this ain't the same. But we're crying behind sunglasses anyway. Crying behind sunglasses. This is a Soul Fire production. Hey, 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 Sunnies. Welcome back to Crying Behind Sunglasses a mental health podcast for cool people. I'm Katie Dahl, and I am so happy to be here to talk with you about your mental health. How are you doing today? Uh, And just a quick disclaimer, uh, this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for therapy or medical advice. Shockingly, you know, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'm just a person, a comedian, a podcaster, whatever, a lot of things. But I'm just someone who really cares about your mental health. So that's why I'm here and I'm here to do a little check-in. And actually, I can't believe that I didn't share this on the podcast because this happened to me a few weeks ago. I had the extraordinary privilege of being in the virtual audience for one of Oprah's events uh, that she does called um, Your Life in Focus, I think is what it's called, something like that. Anyway, the point being, I was in the presence of greatness and I was able to just watch her work. I'm very inspired by her. Um, Super Soul Sundays is one of the big things that made me want to start this podcast. And something that I heard her talk about was gratitude lists, which I'm sure a lot of you, if you have been exploring self-care for a long time, you've tried to do that where at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, you sit and you write at least maybe three, five things that you're grateful for. Oh, I'm grateful for my house or uh, job, my loved ones, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, And something that she said that helped to put a new spin on it for me was instead of writing down things that you're grateful for, she writes down things that delight her. So instead of saying, I am grateful for, you can say, I am delighted by. And I don't know why that new word, maybe it just feels fresh. It feels more exciting. It's like, I am delighted by my dog. You know, it just, I don't know, it, it, it brings a little bit extra spark. So I thought I'd share that with you. Uh, pass along a little bit of wisdom from Mama O. Uh, and I'm really excited about our guest today. She is Savannah Manhattan, a very prolific stand-up comedian. And she has uh, the booked comedy series, which is kind of like NPR's Tiny Desk series, but for stand-up. She produced and also was a part of this series where they had a lot of uh, great stand-up comics in a small bookstore in a very intimate audience setting, obviously filmed pre-COVID. Very entertaining. And also there's the Dollard Game Show on YouTube. Uh, And the main topic that we went over, which I thought was so special is how she just came out publicly as trans and what that experience has been like for her. Um, I think that, well, obviously being trans is not a mental health problem. Uh, there is the issue of gender dysphoria that a lot of those people feel. And it's something that we really explore and discuss and also something that I think everyone can relate to, which is just stepping into your authentic self and having the courage to embody that, right? So 
I think she has a lot of wisdom to share, a lot of joy. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. And if you want to learn more, obviously, after the episode, you can check out cryingbehindpod.com for our episode guides. And you can check us out on social media at cryingbehindpod on all of the things. And of course, always, always, if you love what you hear here, then please subscribe and write a review. It really does a lot to help get the word out to more people because all that I'm trying to do here is destigmatize these conversations around mental health and self-love. So without further ado, enjoy. Our guest today is someone that I've been wanting to bring on the show for a very long time, but I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the perfect moment and the perfect moment has arrived. So (laughs) uh, you may know her from the booked comedy series, which is kind of like Tiny Desk, but for stand up uh, or the dollar game show that you can find on her YouTube. Please welcome Savannah Manhattan. Hello. Well, hello, Katie. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to see you. And I appreciate that you like dressed up for me. Of course, it's it's a special occasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured I would throw some lipstick on too. I was like, this is definitely this is special. <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely. If we're gonna have such a great conversation, it calls for having great lipstick color. So. <laughs> yes, I love this attitude. So, uh, tell me, just because this is you know, this is a mental health podcast, I like to do a check in. How are you feeling today with your mental health? Well, men, my mental. So I've I've never been like happier or more confident in my entire life. I mean, it kind of sucked today, okay, just because I was doing having the COVID symptoms from the vaccine. But yeah, that's right. You said that um, before we started recording. Uh, Savannah was sharing that she'd gotten the uh, second dose of vaccine. So I mean, congrats, but also I'm sorry that it gave you symptoms. <laughs> I mean, it's great to be in an immune lady, but it all, it just like when I was like sweating and just like dizzy and feverish, I was like, oh, this is, this is barely worth it. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get I that. I like a zombie. Drink so much water. Like if you ever want motivation to be hydrated all the time, get sick. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I feel like. But like, if you're sick for a day or two, it's worth it because you have a 95% chance or more of not getting COVID now. Absolutely. It's like a flip (laughs) of the coin, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, So tell me, I don't know if I asked you this. I know that you're from the Midwest. Where are you from originally? I am from the great state of Minnesota. Minnesota. And you don't have an accent. I mean... Yeah, like some some people some people say I do, and then other people are like, "No, you don't have an accent." But... <laughs> yeah, and tell me, so you were saying that you feel like you're super confident and like the happiest that you've ever been. I think many people would aspire to feel that way. I know I would. Uh, <laughs> what has you feeling that way? I'm finally coming out as trans, like being the person that. I've been hiding for years and years and I've just been like coming out in baby steps and then finally being like, I can't hide this anymore. Like it's time to just come out. Like I'm in a brand new space. I'm in, I've like meditated so much. I've like gone through enough therapy. 
and the hormone therapy has been incredible. So I was like, hey, world, check it out. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it is it is in stages because I know that like you were like, oh, I'm coming out as gay or now I'm non-binary, you know, and then eventually here we are. And, And I was kind of hoping that like some people would pick up on that, like the little breadcrumbs I was laying. I mean, I was picking up on the the hot photo shoots that you're putting out on Instagram. I was like, okay, okay, dress, okay, makeup, like serving looks. <laughs> oh, all, all day. <laughs> so, um, and I didn't know what that meant because I was just like, well, you know, they're non-binary. You're playing with whatever you want to play with. And that's how people should do things anyway. Like if they should just wear what they, whatever they want, regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, for me, for me, it was like, I I was, I was exploring different clothing and makeup looks and everything just because like I knew where I was on the path, but I also wanted to like slowly massage the public a little bit at a time. Like, peeking my head out like here here's a bit a bit of me here's a bit of me in this skirt here's a bit of me in this dress yeah what was what was your feeling like the first time that you posted something that wasn't um gender conforming was there a a a lot of nervousness before putting that out there for the first time um like the first time I posted something yeah Um, that, you know what, there, there was a lot of nervousness because as accepting as LA is, and I guess like modern day society for the most part is pretty accepting nowadays. Um, you still, you still are apprehensive because you're like, well, people like it when these other people do it, but what's going to happen when I do it? Like, are people going to make fun of me or like am I gonna lose friends but then I was just like yeah but I I owe it to myself to just express how I want and like I I can't just do what everyone else is doing because then it's not my true self so I'm just gonna post it and see what happens just like take the risk and um just hide in a corner until it looks good again but (laughs) So you like post it and then you're like, okay, I got to put my phone away and like <laughs> brace myself. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then when I, when I posted like the first outfit pick, um, people, people really like, they, they loved it. They, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I fit it well. Like it was just like a nice different thing that I've done. So people are like, oh, that's different. Like she's never done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and people just like to see diff, like just people expressing themselves the way that they want to anyway. So the, the way I am is like the human body is a canvas, so you should paint the art you want on it. That is a quotable, tweetable moment. Are you kidding me? Like, how cool. Yeah. Like, this is just this is our skin suit. We get to do whatever we want with it. Right. Like, I've got a few tattoos. You know, I play with different hairstyles and I think like that's my little uh, impression on my own body. But like, I think it was, God, was it RuPaul? Somebody. It's like, we're all born naked. Everything else is drag. 
Right. <laughs> and and he's absolutely right. <laughs> you know, and not saying that you're doing drag, but like we're all, everybody's putting on whatever it is they want to present to the world. And it's a choice, you know? And I just, yeah, I think something that really resonated with me that you were saying is that you're you're expressing your most authentic self, which like, so when someone sees you doing that, it's not just that they are like, oh, I want to do that exact thing as well, but they see the symbolism of someone who's living their truth. Oh, uh, definitely. And like, even, even if you're doing it for yourself, you, you're still showing other people that it's okay to do what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you never know like who else is going to be affected by it. And it's like, Hey, you know what? Like clothes, clothes and looks don't really have a gender. Um, like anyone could like, gender roles and clothing has changed over the centuries and the decades too so that like clothing and makeup is fluid in that regard so it's like people it's okay to like dress up however you want like yeah go out and go out and just wear what you want like stop worrying about what other people because the, the thing is is like people people for the most part are only they're focusing on themselves really and like that's something so that's something I had to realize when I first like um was going on hormones and stuff I was like all right now a challenge for me is going to be um going to the store and just just seeing what happens like fully presented how I want sure and like of course I was so fearful because I was like oh I'm gonna get stared at like it's just going to be uncomfortable. But um, after talking to some other trans friends of mine, they were like, well, people only stare because they, they like think you're hot basically. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's, that's a great attitude to have. I mean, but, but also too, like um, I think about like when I see someone out in public, that's, that's just being themselves. Like when I see someone, I'm like, the only time I'm looking at them is just like, oh, that's a cool outfit or like they look they look interesting. I'm never like, oh, what what like what are they wearing? That's weird. Like that person's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree with the idea that like most people are so self-centered and they just really care about what's going on with them. And like I- unless you are running naked down the street, they're really not going to look twice. And even then, I mean, if you're in New York, that's that's a normal day. <laughs> if I see someone running naked on the street, I'm like, look at that person enjoying their true authentic self. <laughs> I like that. Good uh, for them. Good for them. Yeah, absolutely. So before you were able to like come out publicly, I thought it was really cool that um I was gonna share this with our listeners. Uh Savannah actually came out in the uh support group that we have on Facebook, like prior to coming out in a total public way. And I just felt really honored that you found that space, like a safe enough space to, to talk to people about that and to, to be out. I mean, you've really, you've really, um, created such a, a cultivating space for people to, I mean, cause, cause it's such a vulnerable space. Yes. Yes. The crying for for the listeners, the crying mind, sunglasses, Facebook page. Oh yeah. No, I mean it's it's open for anybody to join. And it's been really cool because 
it is very vulnerable. Everybody's sharing about their breakups, their depression, their panic attacks, or even like the good stuff too of the different self-care stuff that they're doing. And um, it's all, people of all genders, all different walks of life. And uh, I kick out anybody who's an asshole. So it really does, <laughs> you know, it does create a, a, a safe space for that. And I just, I don't know. I just really appreciated that you felt like you could be safe in there. So. Oh, definitely. And I thought that like, just seeing like how everybody reacted to other posts on that page and like how great you are and um, how everyone else is on there, like just supporting each other. Cause we all know that we have flaws or just differences about ourselves that um, are worth celebrating. So I'm like, you know what, this is going to be a really good litmus test for me um, to see like what happens. Um, just a trial period. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, you're only coming out to a smaller group of people. I mean, it's 400 people, but much smaller <laughs> than like the public. Right. So it's different. And um, yeah, you know what else I was going to say too? Cause I was thinking about this when I was prepping for an interview tonight, I was like, you know, I mean, being transgender is not, that's not a mental health issue. Right. But the mental health issue that there might be is that like the gender dysphoria, right. Mm-hmm. Where you just, I don't know if this is something you've dealt with your whole life. I mean, most of the time, yes, where it's just you, you don't feel like your body that you look at in the mirror or your face, whatever, matches who you feel like you are on the inside. Is that something that you've been experiencing? Oh, absolutely. So the thing, the thing with that is uh, like hindsight's twenty twenty. So I, I realized like looking back in my childhood that there were like certain latent things that happened in my life that I was like oh that that really makes sense about my development and like I never really felt like a I never really felt like a male like I was always way more expressive and sensitive and like (laughs) I most of my friends were girls um like yeah in childhood like I always just got along with the feminine energy way more growing up and then that was that was like a a foundation for me. So then went like six years ago when I first moved to LA and I started to like get, like when Tumblr was still a thing, basically like Oh, we love Tumblr for the LGBTQ crowd. The uh, best. Tumblr <laughs> Tumblr like is LGBT heaven. Yeah, I mean they've got um, every I mean they've got the whole alphabet. Absolutely. So I was like, I I was like on a bunch of trans pages and stuff and just being like, you know what, this really does relate to me. And it it started as a seed in my head. And then the more I was like, in forums and like talking to other trans people and stuff, and just loving their energy too. Mm. like trans people just they they like, they don't give an F. (laughs) Like, yeah, they're, they're just like, it's so hard to be myself already. And the fact that like, I'm accepting that it's like nothing else really matters. So it's like their confidence is so exuberant. And so that, that just kept like sprouting the seed and like building the roots. So then like, I, I realized like three or four years ago that I was like, there's definitely something uh, wrong. Like I'm not, 
I'm not in the right body, but I also just want to like see if I'm right. So I'm going to go into therapy. Okay. And so when you went into therapy, did you go in there with the objective of figuring out this um, gender dysphoria that you were experiencing? Yeah, I, I was I was basically a gender sleuth. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> trying to crack my own case. Gender sleuth. I <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because you're investigating on the internet, and I feel like that's people always talk about the dark side of the internet and social media, but the beauty of the internet, I think, is when people are going through things and they don't feel like they have anyone they know who's going through it, or they don't want to talk to people they know about it. You can go on Reddit or Tumblr, or all these different places, you can find forums of people that are speaking openly about what they're going through. And then you you can feel like you're not alone. It's, it's such a wonderful community. Yeah. Um, so, so that's why I felt good, like wanting to go to therapy. And, and at the time I was dating my girlfriend. Um, so I, like, I still had to hide myself and so I was like, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to therapy just to like see um how I can be a better person. I mean, it's <laughs> like, not a bad reason to go to therapy. <laughs> no, but like it was a lie. It's okay. It's a white lie. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a nice it's a nice little sweet lie. <laughs> like nothing harmful about it. Um and like it, I think it only took me like two sessions of therapy to to like admit myself uh, to the therapist mm-hmm. and just being like, yeah, I'm a woman. Like I'm like, I'm definitely not in the right body. So what, what do I do now, doc? Wow. And then, so she, she just gave me like different, um, she just like really wanted to make it concrete, like, you sure? And then like, as soon as I was, I'm, I'm like a thousand percent positive, let's do this. And then, so she like gave me different challenges over the weeks, like journal and like go out in a dress if you want. Like, I know you've been scared to do that. So like maybe make that a challenge to like go out presenting how, so I actually, that, that challenge, I went out with my friend fully femme to a to a a gay bar uh-huh and we just danced the night away that sounds so great um but it, it felt amazing too because like all the gay guys are so welcoming there they're like girl you're so beautiful <laughs> and i'm like oh my god sorry this is amazing. <laughs> um and then my friend won a twerking contest that night so it was just a good night for everybody everybody's winning yeah um yeah so it was just like I was in therapy for probably four months because after a while I was just like well I'm I'm pretty sure I I'm know where I am and like we're at a dead end sure like I really don't have any other issues although we did have um we had a couple session me and my girlfriend there so I could like because I, I remember, like, in the middle of the therapy, um, my biggest fear was telling my girlfriend. Absolutely. I was going to ask you, like, that, I mean, that's going to be huge. How long were you all together before that? Um, I mean, we, we, 
we were together like a total of almost three years. Okay, so this is a serious thing. Oh, very. Like at the time we were deep in our relationship. So um, I remember like there there was some stuff happening in our relationship that just like, I, I basically just had to um, tell her why things were like, I was having a big block. Mm. And then so I was like, yeah, so you remember like before we like before we started hooking up that like I told you I was closet trans and she's like, yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, well, that's still true. Oh, so she did kind of know. Yeah, okay. yeah, she knew she knew when we were like first texting and and then we still ended up getting together. So I thought she knew. But then there was just a lot of ways she was like repressing it and just like refusing to accept it because she wanted to have like a man right right um but so I like ended up telling her and that was like such a huge milestone so I was like hey therapist um not that that was her name but well it's fine we're gonna we'll preserve her anonymity but it sounds like she did a very good service for you (laughs) definitely um (laughs) I was like, so I, she was like, what's, what's going on? How was the week? I was like, I told my girlfriend I'm trans. She was like, you did? That was like the, the hardest thing that we had on our list. And you just did it. And I'm like, I can't believe it either. That takes a lot of bravery. Cause I thought when you were prefacing the story that a lot of times when people need to break hard news to a spouse or a partner, they'll bring the partner into the therapy session and do it there. You know, like to have a mediator. And I think that, you know, it does take a lot of courage to do that just on your own. Yeah, I mean, I like I was in shock that I even did it. So my therapist was like, all right, well, the fact that you told her, like, that's great. Um, Do you want to have her like come in for a session and then like have her answer any questions? Mm -hmm. Um, And then and then she so like the next week she comes in. And then it ended up being like all of her problems with me instead of anything about being trans. So I was just like, this is the worst freaking session ever. That's hard. I've been in couples therapy before uh, more than once (laughs) or with more than one partner, I guess I should say. Uh, So I've been around the block a little bit and it sucks because sometimes People come in there and their whole goal is just to get like, I win, you lose. Here's everything that's wrong with my partner. Fix them, you know, and that's (laughs) like pick a side therapist. (laughs) Right, right. And especially in that scenario, it seems like that's not really what needed to happen. Not not at all. It wasn't even the point. I was so (laughs) I was so upset because like she was like, oh, like there's something wrong with with them. And. Like, we have these issues and these issues. And I was like, this isn't the point at all. Like, you were supposed to educate yourself with this. And now it's like, now I feel awful about even, like, talking about it. So was that a turning point for you in that um, in that relationship? Yeah, in a way. I mean, there were other things that made it difficult, but it was definitely, like, the start of the end for me. Because it was like, well, if she doesn't accept that inevitable part of me, right? Then it, it it's only it's it's you can't get around that. No, and she knew what she was signing up for because you did give her 
a heads up at the beginning. I did. I was like, this this is who I am and what's up. Like I'm dealing with it and it's not public yet, but yeah, um, that's who I am. And she still was like, come on over. Let's do the twist. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it was still a great relationship. Like, yeah, I, I never... I, I learned things from every relationship, but like that that's part of like what made me solidify the realization that I'm into men, which is an unfortunate attraction, but um but there's there's some great guys out there. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Men are difficult. Uh <laughs> they are. I mean, you used to present as one, so perhaps you were difficult. I don't know. <laughs> True. Being being on the other side, I was like, I was pretty difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this is gonna be. Uh, this is interesting, actually. Not that I mean, all everything here is fascinating, but specifically, like being on so many different sides of the dating pool. Does that give you extra knowledge when you're going out there to uh, put yourself out there to date a new guy? You know, because you've maybe been in their shoes before is there are there things that you know that that you wouldn't know otherwise <laughs> um yeah it, it's it's cool to like have the kind of the insight to the male brain of, of like what what they want compared to like what my new brain would want um so like i i mean especially we're both comedians too so we're already pretty observant people yeah um so we like pick up on body language and such but like um I mean a lot of my guy dating life was basically just failed grinder attempts anyway (laughs) yeah um because like I started getting into dating guys like right when quarantine was a thing so um I didn't really get much of a chance and then it was just like a bunch of hungry guys just wanting and they were like we had great conversations and they were cute but i just didn't want to like go out and get covid just for some day i mean that's fair that is that is very fair <laughs> it's I, only I was like let's wait till we're everything's more safe yeah no i and and you see this is the thing though like you were sharing that meme the other day about like your friend had made a meme about you which Everett Byron, by the way, is and in, in, he's he's actually a pro memer. Who is like, this? He's His name's Everett Byron. Okay, so the meme says the plan <laughs> transition during a global pandemic, so I can come out looking hot as soon as the world looks ba- goes back to normal. Which, like, yeah, because you can't really like do the whole hookup culture thing right now. But like, you know, like you're just incubating and getting hotter. So I, I'm I'm just like in a cocoon and like I'm coming <laughs> like I, I I hatched out of the cocoon online, but like I, and I'm living full time as a woman now, like at work, um, at home, but like I still am not in the comedy community yet as such. Oh, interesting. Like I haven't done any shows. Sure. Well, you're doing this podcast, so you know that breaks the ice a little bit. Absolutely. First, uh, first appearance as, as the new me. Hey, Sunnies. I know it's really easy to feel like you are alone out there. This pandemic has been very isolating. And also, if you're going through depression or anxiety, that can be even more isolating because 
you feel like you want to reach out, but you don't want to be a burden on your friends or you don't know the right thing to say, or maybe you're ashamed, whatever it is, you shouldn't feel bad about needing to get help. So that's why I'm really happy to share that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And they are, I think, in my opinion, the best provider of online therapy. So what is BetterHelp? Basically, it is the biggest online counseling service that you can find. It is populated with lots of qualified therapists and counselors that are ready to help you. When you sign up, they give you a personalized quiz and then they will match you with a therapist that suits your needs within 24 hours. And you can give your preferences as to what kind of therapy you want to receive, what it is that you're going through. If you want to have male, female, young, old, whatever kind of therapist you want to have, they got them. So I really highly recommend it. And there's a special offer for my sunnies. It is 10% off your first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash cryingbehindpod. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash cryingbehindpod. And you can contact your therapist however you want. They have video chat, messaging, phone calls, however you want to do it, you can get in touch with them. So I think it's really awesome. And this is the next step for therapy, I think, is to bring everything virtual so that you don't even have to worry about trying to drive to an office. So betterhelp.com slash cryingbehindpod. What does it mean to you to be your most authentic self? It's, you're, you're compelled to. Mm-hmm. You, you have, like, it's, it's your job. It's your duty to be your full self and self-actualize. Um, and that, that's not, of course, not knocking people who aren't there yet because everybody's journey is different. And these things take time. Like there's so many different circumstances that either prevent you from becoming your best self or that do progress you to that next step. But it's always constant adaptation. But I just I just realized after a while, I was like, I don't want to just be like a regular old schmuck. <laughs> like. I, I I know what I like. I know what I like to be in. I know how I like to express myself. Why am I wasting my time just to have, just because of someone else's opinions who like barely affect my own life? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm paying all my own bills. I'm pay like I'm making all my own decisions. So like, I I don't have anyone to impress except for myself. No, you don't. I mean, and that's a really liberated attitude. And I mean, I'm I'm what I am wondering because I feel like you've got a really positive reaction for your friends. How is your family handling everything? Do they know? Um. Yeah. So I came. So so I was at my original plan of coming out was going to be um two days before my birthday. Okay. Because I was like. My favorite numbers too, anyway. So I was like two days before my birthday, and I'm 29. So I was like, I'm not gonna be like one of my one of my thought activities I had. I was like, I'm not going to turn into a new decade as the old me. Mm, yeah, I feel I feel that so hard. I had some certain goals. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. This is a very heavy sidebar, but I had a similar thing where I was like, I can't wait tables after age 30. <laughs> And I quit just because of that. And so sometimes that that number can really shift things. 
Oh, absolutely. Like when, once you realize that that barrier is coming, then you're like, I kind of need to get on my stuff and like evolve. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's it's way it's has way more magnitude than a New Year's resolution because it's like a new decade resolution. And it's your new decade. Yeah. So and, and like you stopped waiting tables, but now you're living your best life right now. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> from the looks of things yeah like you're 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 you seem so happy you're you like you're engaged now yes she's engaged look at her everybody yeah i i just i just meant there's always room for improvement i guess but yes uh oh all the time and that's the beauty of life is like the fact that you never know how you can get like you know how you can get better but you never know like just when you think you're at your best, like you you can be even better. You can, you can. And um, has your, so I, like I was asking, has your family been able to embrace these changes, the uh, 2.0 or 3.0 version of you? <laughs> oh, right. So I, so that was my original plan. And then I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to do it like maybe sooner I don't know because like it kept building up in me and like every day that went by I just like kept obsessing more and more about it I was like oh, I just ca- I cannot wait to come out already like yeah. this is killing me um so it was ju- just last Thursday actually I can pinpoint it um, I was sitting on the couch after work and I just realized that there was this like this complete uh stranglehold over me of just like I've absolutely hit a dead end of my former male self Mm. like I absolutely need to like tell everybody now like I I, I'm gonna like come out next week it's happening so I I used that time like I used the whole I had a four-day weekend this past weekend so I was like I'm gonna come out this coming uh, Wednesday. And I just like told, I started telling everyone in my family Mm -hmm. and I told myself, I was like, (sighs) like family for some reason is harder to tell people your biggest secrets than you would think, even though they love you the most. But they've known you the whole time. They know everything about you and they, they have such, uh, preconceived notions of who they think you are they so do. i mean i i could understand that yeah and like you don't want to you don't want to ruin that for them and, and but it's like also i i'm again i'm independent and it's like i i have a good relationship with them but i need to live my life and not theirs yeah um so i told i told my mom and she like she's still processing and everything, but um, like I, I was like, "Hey, mom, can I call you?" Because it was also a while since we talked. Mm-hmm. So she she ended up telling me later during the phone call. She was like, "I had a feeling when you asked to call me that it was going to be to tell me that news." Oh, so she had a, she already kind of knew. Yeah, and I I think she knew just like. I think she had an inkling just from my other photo shoots I had. I'm just like, I mean, and in pictures too, like my face was looking softer. And... Right. Cause you've been on hormones, which, um, for you said a year now. 
Um, 10 months. Okay, so almost a year. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I'm finally full dose now, but um, yeah, so, so she knew, she knew like I was going to do, and like, well, like we started talking about her, like beginning of the conversation. And then I was like, so I, I actually called to tell you something like I'm transitioning. Right. And I, I wasn't even like, sh- I realized like my voice wasn't even shaking or anything. Like it was just so matter of fact. And I just like surprised myself in that regard. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, oh, really? Like, how, how is that going? Um, <laughs> like you taking meds for that? They're just like seamless super chill yeah and i was like and then so down the line i was like because she was like i just want you i just want my kids to be happy that's all that matters that's Um, so beautiful that's all i've always wanted um and and it meant a lot to me and then i was like so i have a new name picked out it's savannah and my pronouns are she and her and then she she seemed kind of like apprehensive about it because it is and I realized that so I was like I understand that it is a huge thing of news and it will take processing and time like so of course you can have that but just make sure to like at least try and meet me because that's who I'm gonna be like once I come out there's no more of my past self right that's your dead name that's your dead self and uh but I'm sure I mean you're very early on into this, but there might be people who knew you as your past self. There might be that misgendering or the misnaming or whatever. And um, that I guess is just, it's a, it's a little bit of a speed bump on the road to this. Definitely. And like, I don't, I want my family to be on board. Like, and I had talks with friends before they were, they were like, are you, are you going to tell your parents? And I was like, I'll just have them find out like, same time as everyone else and then they were like well it's kind of a bit unfair to them don't you think yeah and I was like I guess like if I were my mom and dad um finding out the same time as like Joe Schmo um online then I would be kind of hurt because it's like you didn't trust me to tell me beforehand so I use that impetus to to just make all the calls and I told my older brother I told my younger brother I told my older sister you come from a big family how many siblings do you have I have eight siblings stop that's so many (laughs) wait wait you're one of nine I'm one of eight you're one of eight okay so where do you fall in the uh like are you in the middle older younger I'm middle child okay yeah that makes sense so yeah, like I, I, I told, I told basically everybody, and everyone was so cool about it. Um, they like my brothers especially were just like, my my little brother especially too. He was like, uh, you know, I love you. You know, I'm here for you. Whatever you need, and you can still be the best person at my wedding when it happens. Wow. Yeah, it was so sweet. That's really sweet. I love that. And my older brother was like, ask, so like, are you using the name Savannah now? So I was like, yeah. And he's, and so he changed it to like, talk to me. And, um, he like asked me questions about it. Um, like my, my ultimate, my ultimate, uh, obstacle was telling my dad because I had 
and we're still like figuring this out mm. but um i had to like there, there's not a lot of stuff he knows exactly about gender and sexuality and stuff like some of his thinking about it is still pretty uh archaic mm. um and I, and like I have a trans aunt that was his sister, so he was like misgendering his sister constantly, and like like not even trying, and, and it made me feel like I couldn't be safe telling him. Yeah, I mean that that's understandable, and it's really too bad because you would think if he has a trans sibling, that would make him more open or more educated, but it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, I mean, you would think, but it was just, there was just so many other layers at play. And so I, I compromised with myself. I was like, I, I mean, I called my mom and, and but I can't, I'm going to, I'm going to just message my dad and just yeah. like have it as a letter for him to think about and then get back to me. I think that's fair. You're protecting yourself, you know, because you know how that interaction is going to go. It's not going to be something that really uh is a positive in your life it doesn't sound like so um i think that's that's totally fair you know you're you're protecting yourself yeah and it still feels bad to have to make that compromise because you know you love your parents and like you want to have a good relationship but um but growth comes from those tough conversations and you never know the outcome until you make those big leaps um, so I, I drafted a letter and I sent it to him and I want to say in like the course of 20 minutes, he messaged back with like a, with like a sunglasses, smile emoji, <laughs> a, a dog, and then a, a sunshine. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then he was like, um, he was like, I love you. And then, and then he was like, um. He, he he sent me like this long message saying like um your whatever decisions you make don't affect my love for you like it's not um it's not for the reasons that you think that like these things that I would be upset about like there's stuff I have to wrap my head around and process as a parent and there's things that I know I didn't do right so like when you're ready to talk we can um but just know that I love you um, I mean, he still used my dead name, but uh, yeah, I guess you can't win them all. But I mean, <laughs> how did that feel to get that response? Katie, like as soon as as soon as I got that response, because it was the biggest it was the biggest obstacle. Right. And like I was still for the most part accepted. I was like, no one else's opinions matter now. Like. I basically defeated the final boss. Yes. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to move my coming out from Wednesday to Monday. Like I'm going to take the rest of this weekend and then just like, boom, here I am world new week, new me. Um, and, and I, I ended up coming out on Sunday, um, which was an accident. Cause I was, I was trying to change my name on Facebook and they were like, well, it takes like three to four days to process the name change. Oh, so. right. Yeah. But as soon as I pressed enter and 
went back to my page. It changed the name. Oh, it did it instantly, even though it told you it was going to take some time. So then you're like, oh, shit. Okay, I guess it's go time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I already had my post drafted out. Like I, I kept reading it and rereading it and like adding and changing. Mm. And like, like this is it. This is it. Like I've got it all down. I'm so excited. So I was like, all right, 1230 on a Sunday. Let's do this thing. Let's see what happens. Valentine's Day. Yeah, which ended <laughs> up being a way better day for doing that. Some self-love. Yeah, no, I was like, this is this is awesome. It was perfect. And, and your comment was so sweet. So it made it made me feel amazing. Oh, and good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I was one of many, but I was just glad that I could, you know, be there to support you. And like, it it, it was just so much support. Like, um, like I got massive amounts of love, and I I was because I was just obsessing about it like for for days, and I was like, man, I don't want. I'll, I'll just like that. That's why when I just pressed post, and I was just like, ah, oh, finally, I did it. Yes. Yeah, it's gonna be a huge sense of relief. Oh, I very much was because I was like, now my secret's out. I don't have to hide it anymore. Like I'm finally the full version of me, fully updated. Um, like besides what the hormones are gonna do, like in the future. But yeah. Um I, so that that led me to like another chapter of concern because it's like I I have nothing left to hide. Yeah. Like I'm completely exposed. Uh-huh. So like what what do I do next? Like that is that is the million dollar question. <laughs> right? I mean, I think yes. you you do it you can now you can do all the things that maybe you were afraid to do before. Uh, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a I'm not even afraid to like do everything now, but I'm like um I can't, I have nothing to fall back on as far as like who I am. Like I I'm fully out there. So it's like, I have to accept myself and the public has accepted it now. So it's like, there's no turning back. Is it one of those weird dreams where you're just like naked in front of everyone and you're like, where are my clothes? <laughs> it is, but it's in a much better body. There you go. <laughs> you know, I am curious about this because I know I've had a few friends who have transitioned or a lot, actually. I don't know why. The LA comedy scene, we've got a lot of trans people. It's great. I love it. Um, It's really cool. At least the corner of the LA comedy scene that I have found myself in. Uh, And like when you take the hormones, they do. You were saying my new brain, you know, how does that affect your mental health? Because I know as a woman, I've taken hormones um, not now, but in the past uh, for birth control. And it, Mm -hmm. it can really affect my moods or the way that I think. Uh, and do you find your thinking changing at all? It it definitely did. Like I was, I was, um, I I find that it's way more, uh, way, way more like expressive and colorful and like emotionally deep, um, that than what I used to think like. So you're Um, able to access deeper emotions. Definitely. And like have have more nuanced thoughts about things like I, I'm, I was able to like look at things from a lot of different perspectives and come to conclusions instead of just like 
um, barreling through something or just like, like I, like it, it took a lot more thought for me, but a lot of the mental health change was like, um, I've, because I had a male brain at the time, but like, I knew I was in the wrong body. Like as soon as I took the hormones and my brain was like, oh, you're finally taking the right hormones. Like it like aligned my, my whole body and mind. Yeah. All your chakras are aligned. Everything's oh. <laughs> that's, that's so interesting. Yeah. Cause your body was like, we needed this. We've been needing this for, for years. Thank like, you. Finally. So I had, yeah, I mean, I still, I still have like crazy mood swings and like body aches and stuff, but like I'll go from like super, super happy one moment to the next moment being like, why does everyone hate me? Welcome to being a woman. (laughs) (laughs) It feels good. I'll tell you what. I don't know. I'll I'll take it. I I would say I probably have one or two days like that a month. It's it is just at least for me, it's part of it. And, And it's like. Once you learn that that's just part of nature, then you're like, all right, just ride the wave out and (laughs) (laughs) just like get get some chocolate and just like relax, have some good music and talk to friends. You'll be fine. Yeah, everything's going to be chill, but it is hard. It is hard to be like, oh, like to hear a thought come into your head and then to be like, you know what? That's not really true for me right now. Like the sky is not falling. I'm going to be fine. But it feels catastrophic at the time. Right. You're like, oh my God, like, yeah, everyone thinks I'm, I'm like crazy. And like, uh, like who are my real friends anymore? And like that, that's, that's one of the more interesting things about this now is like, I'm going to find out like who my real friends are. Yeah, you mean not not with the hormones, but with just coming out and seeing who is accepting of that. Yeah. So and like so like as much as much as you like celebrate like being like just having the big hug party online, you're still just like like wait a minute, that person didn't say anything, and that person didn't say anything. Yeah. And it's like why are you focusing on that? Like focus on the good that you have. It's. It's the human condition. We we focus on problem. We are problem solvers. <laughs> and I mean, as someone who deals with anxiety, that's all about kind of like, no matter how good things are in my life, a lot of times I'm always just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm thinking about what I could have done better or uh, some catastrophic thing that's not real that I've made up in my head that I'm convinced is going to happen, you know, so I I can somewhat relate. Um, I can't pretend that I totally relate because obviously I'm, I'm a cis straight girl. <laughs> had a lot easier road. I didn't have to come out about anything. I think the only thing that felt like coming out to me was when I started this podcast and I kind of came out as someone who, um, you know, deals with anxiety and panic attacks. And I've been very open about that. And I was not open about that before. And I did. That was scary. But that's I can't pretend that that's the same. <laughs> I mean, you, you still, you still like inspired others and showed others that it's okay to talk about mental illness and, and like help each other, like 
build a community to help figure it out. Like no one's alone in this. Yes, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that's what really keeps me going is seeing um, whenever I get a message from someone saying like, Hey, thank you for, for what you're doing. I'm listening to the podcast and I'm really feeling like I'm not alone or I, I heard someone and they, they inspired me to go to therapy or whatever it is. Like as long as we can make a little drop in the bucket, um, I just, you know, I, I feel, I feel like you're also kind of a do-gooder. I, I just, I like to make a difference, you know, in people's lives. And, and you have like, like that we have, we have like, because there's people posting in that group all the time and like you always have good people on this podcast and like there's so much to learn from it but it's just nice to know that we're not alone that's the main thing yeah for sure absolutely to go back to the hormones too like probably my my favorite part of taking the hormones is just like um like the soft skin and everything so it changes how your skin looks or how it feels. does. Yeah, like it's way softer. Like I, I have to like stop myself from touching my face sometimes. But <laughs> it's so smooth. And like that, that like that like feeling my skin change and everything and like things like fat redistributing. So like I have more cheekbone now and like I look more feminine, but um, I was like, you know what? But if my skin's like this, I'm gonna take care of it more. I'm gonna have like a good skincare routine. I was about and... to ask, what, how are we doing on our skincare routine? Are we are we cleansing? Are we moisturizing? Are we exfoliating? What's the deal? all of the above, my dear? <laughs> all of the above. Um, I, I have I have just rows and rows of different lotions and and skincare stuff. Like I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Witch hazel forever. Yes, um, yes, it's good for toning. Oh, it's so it's so good. It's so refreshing. <laughs> um, and like hair care, like I I've gotten really into that, and I'm just like eating better, like making sure I exercise more because like taking the estrogen, it's like that increases my chance of blood clots. So like I have to get active. Interesting. And like get out more during the day. So. It's like it's led me to like not only be my better self gender wise, but like be a just a, have a better human machine too. Yeah, because it seems like now that you're presenting the way that you want to present, and you're seeing more of what you want to see, you're feeling the way you want to feel. Then you're like, okay, I want to take care of this. I want to protect, like, preserve this instead of maybe before you weren't thinking about that as much. Yeah, not as much. Like I was still caring about health and stuff, but I, I was just like, maybe I should have like more fruit and vegetables instead of like burgers and and <laughs> fries all the time. As delicious as it is. Right. <laughs> it, like it, it's amazing like how that um how that like led to like just a full-fledged routine of like just taking of like creating the best me I possibly can inside and out. And the beautiful part is like, I did come out as trans, but like I'm only 10 months in the hormones. So there's going to be com- the, like, there's going to be a couple of years down the road where I'm like quintuple the amount of where I need to be. Oh, absolutely. This is all, I mean, um, you're, 
not I hesitate to say the beginning of your journey, because obviously the beginning of your journey was years ago, but you're at the beginning of your hor- the, the journey that's with the hormones and with all the extra stuff that helps you on that. So it's exciting. Oh, yeah. We don't we don't know where it's going to go. We do, and that's the exciting part. Like, how how will I grow? Like, um, am I just going to become a unicorn after a while? That's... Just, <laughs> but, um, like, that's what excites me about it. Because, like, when I first started the hormones, I started with just like, a, a, like the minimal dose you possibly could. Because I was like, this is kind of scary for me. Like I went it like it took me a lot just to go in to get the consultation. Sure. And I and I was like, oh God, like I'm here. Like they're telling me these side effects will happen and this is all happening to my body. And it's like and once you like start on these programs, you're like basically admitting to yourself that this is for real. Like it's final for you. Um so I was just like, like I because the doctor said like you can have as little or as much as you want to start and I was like well what if I want to just like be androgynous for a little bit he's like we'll start you on like the lowest dose yeah just dip your toe in the water see how it feels you know if it's if it's not working for you then you're like ah maybe not (laughs) (laughs) or or take it take it slow was good to take it slow like it it was it was the smart decision for me I don't think I would have changed it but like as soon as like I got into the rhythm and I like and and I realized like it wasn't as bad as it said like I was getting the mood swings but I was also like feeling the good effects from it and I was like feeling like lighter and happier I was like this kind of this dose kind of isn't enough like (laughs) Let's hurry this up. Give me some more of that good stuff, Doc. Yeah, come <laughs> on. Like, uh, let's pay up. So um, my doctor's like, all right, we're, we'll do the blood work. We'll see how it's going. And then we'll we'll double your dose. Um, so then I got a double dose. And then the more I did that, I was like, but I want more. Because I, uh, I, I also came out, like, previously on a trans group just being like hi guys i'm savannah like i'm in this trans group now yay what's up sure um so then when i saw everybody else's journeys and they were just becoming beautiful butterflies i was like i i want that though yeah so um like i was realizing like it still wasn't fast enough and i was like i need to speed this up even more so um, I finally asked for a full dose and then, so I did the blood work and they approved me for full dose and the full dose is wild. Cause it's like, things are working way faster. Yeah. Yeah. That must be so interesting as an adult to, cause like as a kid, you're growing and changing, you know, you're used to that. And I think as an adult, like, I mean, you, you said you're 29, so you've been kind of the same for a long time, right? So it must be kind of wild to wake up and look in the mirror and be like, huh, I noticed something different about myself today. Like, wow, like, that's a cool angle. And like, <laughs> like that, that is, that is the great thing about it is I'm finally seeing what I, what I was seeing internally in the mirror. Mm. 
and I'm like, wow, it's actual, it's, it's actualizing. Like it's, it's coming to reality. Like I'm doing it and like, I'm starting to pass more in public. Um, like people, yeah, you'll, you'll still get those old people that are like, thanks, sir. <laughs> and it's like, what about me says, sir? And what did they accomplish by doing, saying that? I don't know. Cause they're just, they're just they don't they don't get it sometimes no i mean maybe i don't know i i not everyone is malicious maybe but i'm i'm not a fan of that uh i mean to me i feel like you're giving off like a taylor momsen vibe now with the blonde hair yes thank you so i'm i'm into it uh and before we go i wanted to ask you something i ask all my guests this is a segment that i like to call hot tips hot tips hot tips hot tips um, so if you've had a shitty day, uh, perhaps someone called you, sir, <laughs> at the grocery store, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> or, uh, maybe you did a comedy set and you bombed that happens to the best of us. Uh, <sighs> when you come home, what is something that you can do to change your mood around? Uh, I'm smoking weed first off. <laughs> like. <laughs> Edibles for sure, smoking. But if I if I don't have that, um, definitely just like sitting, breathing, like just taking in the atmosphere. Like, okay, as bad as that day was, it's over now. Um, so like, find something that makes you happy that you have fun with. So I'll do like a I'll do some Sudoku, or I'll listen to my records. Um, all right. Like, I, 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 like taking, taking the bad day that you had and like turning that into a joke somehow that, that makes you feel better about it. Yes. But then also just like, um, definitely online shopping. Oh yeah. That's a good guilty pleasure. Especially during COVID. I feel like I am the Amazon queen now. I know there are problems with Amazon ethically, but it's just so damn convenient. I can't quit. They have so many good things. (laughs) And they also, their return policy is so generous. You know? It's like, you can can eat this entire (laughs) bag of chips and return it. Well, we'll take it. I literally bought sheets for our bed, like washed them before I put them on because I wanted to get rid of the chemical smell, put them on the bed and realized they were the wrong, I didn't like the color. I'm going to return them. I'm. <laughs> Dang. And, and that's so upsetting because it's like you have to reship it. And then you no, like, but like, no, it's not upsetting for me. I just meant like, may, may, perhaps I'm taking too much advantage, but I'm just like, this is the wrong color. I want a different color. Jeff Bezos, you can afford this extra 40 bucks. I'm sending these back. <laughs> Give me another one. <laughs> But I like, I can't tell you how many times, like just even filling your cart, like you don't even necessarily have to buy it, but just like going on Sheen and like just looking at all the purses and the the dresses and the fun patterns and stuff that they have. And just like filling my cart, that makes me happy because I'm like, I'm going to buy you soon. Right. And then you don't. And then like a month later, you might. Whatever. But you, you, yeah, I understand. But actually, 
I'm a huge fan of retail therapy. Uh, as a child, that was like the main bonding activity between me and my mom was. Oh, really? You would go shopping together? Yeah, which it sounds so shallow, but <laughs> it was like her thing. If she had a bad day, she would go shopping uh, and she would take me along and we would go and she would always get me like a candy or, you know, like some sort of pastry or something at the store. And I would get to like hang out with the sales ladies who are always very glamorous with all their makeup and stuff and look at all the pretty clothes. And it's nice. You know, you get to kind of fantasize what your life might be like if you're wearing these different kinds of clothes. Oh my God. Absolutely. Like I, I went to, um, I went to Rodeo drive like a couple weeks ago, just to be like, what, what is the rich life like? Mm -hmm. And like just walking around Neiman Marcus and just seeing like these $2,000 blouses and jackets and like $900 belts. And you're just like, it really, it like gave me a lot of fresh ideas. And it like, I went back home like later that day and just like bought a ton of stuff online. (laughs) Yeah. It was like so cool to like get a bunch of ideas at least. So there's nothing shallow about retail therapy. It's very helpful. No, there isn't. There isn't. There was actually a, a past in a past life. I worked at Bloomingdale's for three years. So I'm, I'm a huge proponent of, of, uh, department stores (laughs) i think it's 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 like something that is kind of like it feels like it's from a past like the old times you know that they have everything in one store and it's meant to be an experience you're meant to spend the whole day there and like you can go to the makeup counter you can go get some jeans you can go get some lingerie you can hang out in the cafe like it's a whole experience versus just going to a regular store so I, I hope that those are able to survive COVID because I think that they're important. I know they're so fun because like it, <laughs> it is it is good to online shop, but then you're like it's I I think it's great to like walk around and like find something right away and feel it and like put it against you and like oh how would this look? And, yeah, like, to learn to look at the mannequins how they have it all set up or. Like even uh, I mean when I was working there, I remember like I would have women that. Like I had a client book and I would pick things out for them. So then there was like that personal touch of someone Ooh. picking out outfits for you. So oh, that's fun. Yeah, no, it was super fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I, I really hope I hope they come back. I, or Well, I guess they're not they're not gone, but like I hope that they survive. <laughs> this whole oh, thing. Well, because we, we need to have those experiences again. Yeah, well, um. I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your story. Uh, I think a lot of people will be really happy to hear this. And hopefully anybody who maybe uh, hasn't found the right time or the right place to come out yet, they will find some more uh, courage or some inspiration from you. So thank you. Well, that means so much. And like, if, if I can share like a final thought. Yes. Um. So I was like, I realize, like when people, like especially after talking to my parents about it, you're always, and this is specifically for trans people, but you're always gonna hear people, like parents, say, like, "Oh, I'm," it's like I'm going through a grieving period, like I'm mourning because it's like you're not you anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, it's like, uh, like don't mourn who I used to be, like celebrate who I'm becoming. 
Yes. Um, and then like, cause, cause no one ever cries that the caterpillar is gone. They're, they're happy because the butterfly lives. That's exactly, exactly right. Yeah. Join the party. Nobody's oh, dead. On. She's beautiful. <laughs> like I've been here. <laughs> Like yeah. what, what what's what's the grieving about? I'm my best self. Like this is this is the cause for a celebration. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it be anybody could apply that also, um, even cisgender people. It's like it, instead of like people evolve through different stages of their lives, maybe they switch careers, you know, change whatever it is that they're doing. And instead of being regretting and thinking about the past. And worrying about their past self, they can just step into now and celebrate whatever it is that they have right now. And that's just such a powerful message. Yeah, being just being present minded and not worrying about the future and not living in the past, like, like just enjoying what you have now and focusing on the good. And that's going to get you super far. I love it. Well, uh, thank you again. And I don't know if I can top that. So (laughs) I'm going to let you go. (laughs) Well, it was so much fun, Katie. And I'm glad that you gave me this platform to talk about my journey. So thank you. It was such a fun show. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show and that made you feel a little bit less alone, a little bit less weird about whatever it is that you're going through out there, you know? Um, And please write a review, subscribe, share this with a friend. We really appreciate it. And if you want to learn more about Savannah and what she's up to, uh, you can check out cryingbehindpod.com and on there's the episode guide and that'll have all the links to the different comedy shows and her social media, as well as any other resources we talked about in the episode. Um, And I guess until next time, stay cool, stay present, stay sunny.